2: With our fighting spirit,
0: we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thank you for listening to the Late Breaking F1 podcast. Make sure to tune in for new episodes every Wednesday and Grand Prix Sunday. Hello and a very well welcome to the late-breaking F1 podcast, presented by me, Ben Hocking, Harry Yeed, and I would usually say Sam Sage right now, but he's not here tonight. No, instead we have someone else. Introduce yourself, sir.
2: Hello everybody, my name is Clive Picklesworth and I'm your host for the infamous LB Awards! <laughs> uh, excuse me, gentlemen, you're meant to play the theme music after I've introduced the LB Awards.
0: So, sorry, Clives. Uh, sorry, it is Clives, isn't it? Not Clive. Just the. Yes,
2: Clives, yes. Clive. Yeah. Imagine Clives with an L. <laughs> <laughs> Introducing your host tonight, special guest XP, me, Clive Figglesworth, of course, joined by Benjamin Hocking, Harry Ead, and yes, Samuel Sage is here, ladies and gentlemen, the Elbies. Clives. It,
0: it, if you didn't tune into the LBs in 2020, Clive's Pigglesworth might not make any sense. Actually, no, if you did tune in, it still won't make any sense. <laughs> Sam has oh, some dear. fixation with a made-up person called Clive's Pigglesworth <laughs> who presents these awards. Why he's called Clive's and not Clive, I have no idea. <laughs> but here we are.
2: Sit over there hang out, Clive's. Sit, sit what, sit do you, what
0: does Clive's look like?
2: He is a balding, middle-aged white man who grew exactly up in what the I uh,
1: like.
2: home counties, and he never takes off his suit. Do you think never. he's got
1: like round spectacles? That's yeah, quite.
2: Yeah, like that. Little white gloves that he wears. <laughs> white gloves? <laughs> Why is he wearing yeah. white gloves? <laughs> you know, like those like waiter table gloves where you put down fancy silverware and shine around a table. Ugh.
0: Great friend of the podcast is Clive's great friend of the podcast. He loves it. Apart from we forgot about him until earlier today. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I
2: did. Completely forgot.
0: (laughs) Tonight is the Elbies. The Elbie Awards. The ones they all want to win. Who are they? We've got no idea. Um, But we'll go through the awards. There are 12 to be won in total. uh, Including the first inductees into the late-breaking Hall of Fame. More on that later on, but we'll kick off with our first award tonight, which is race of the season. Harry, what race are you putting forward for this?
1: I've got to put this one forward because I missed it. Um but okay it's gonna be the Italian <laughs> Grand Prix. Um because that that race was was cray cray and and you know for the title fight it was Pretty huge moment when the pair of them crashed crashed into each other, Verstappen and Hamilton, and then Daniel Ricciardo, um, despite a slightly tumultuous year for for the Aussie, he absolutely smashed it that race and and he brought home not just a McLaren win but a McLaren one 2 with Norris in second. Um, yeah, I unfortunately missed it. I was watching it in a in a hotel room late at night after I'd been on a stag do actually, so I, I'd had a few beers. I might have cheered loudly. I'm not ashamed about it. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for that one. I, I I've got this vision, right,
2: of of you, Harry, sat there in a foreign country, right, as someone, a local, walking past down the road late at night. It's quiet, no one's around. The hotel is all quiet. There's just one room lighting up in there. It's just. Walking down the road. Da, 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 minding my own business. <laughs> <laughs> yes, coming! <Kevin>! English <laughs> local lad screaming at the top of his voice at a McLaren 1 yeah. 2. The only 1 2 for the whole season, as well, by the way, folks.
0: Absolutely loud. Not yet. Pretty crazy. Um, a good suggestion there. Italian Grand Prix. And, of course, a lesson in that. Don't watch races, it all works out yeah, for the best. I, I, should, I shouldn't <laughs> you know. watch any of them. Yeah, we haven't yeah. done that. Yeah. Sam. What are you going to put forward?
2: Um, I am going, funny enough, when I I read through the awards, when we're sent over to them by the officials, um, I initially thought Italy as well. That was what came to mind. And I thought, bloody hell, I've given it to Italy two years in a row. That says something. And then I remember Brazil and just how ridiculous Brazil was. The fact that we saw someone overtake 25 cars over one race weekend was Pretty spectacular, um, you know. We had the, the drama of the can you overcrowd a car off the track, which is still a talking point regularly now. Um, and I think it was a really crucial moment for building the end of season hype that we then saw, of course, in Abu Dhabi. So for me, Brazil, which always delivers a fantastic sorry, Sao Paulo, always delivers a fantastic Grand Prix. But for me, it was the race of the season.
0: I think that's a fair one. Brazil was my runner-up. Um, but my first place is actually a different race entirely. Uh, it was the Russian Grand Prix, which just sounds so weird. Unbelievable. Best race
2: oh my God.
0: in Russia. It
2: doesn't fit.
0: <laughs> over. But it was a belter. It was What's an absolute belter. Bel- and it was heavily impacted by weather, uh, and I'm sure it wouldn't have hit those heights without it. But those last laps of Lando Norris trying to hold on to the win... Lewis Hamilton closing up, obviously the rain coming, making the decisions: do you come in, do you not? I, I thought it was a great race, so unbelievably, I'm gonna pick the Russian Grand Prix. But we need to pick an overall winner, so who do we go for? I, I did have Brazil as my runner-up, so I would, I'd be all right. We, with that can with we can go with Brazil. I'm happy with that decision. We'll go with we'll go with Sam's suggestion here. The Brazilian Grand Prix has won the first LB tonight. It is race of the year. on Brazil. Woo! Vamos! Next up, we've, all, we've got another continuation award from last year. So this is the Stop Talking Award, um, presented to someone that we would just like to stop talking sometimes. Unfortunately, last year, this, this award went to David Croft. So he's, he, he's out there to try and be a two-time winner is it going to work or not we'll see the stop talking award <laughs> what have you got Harry
1: <laughs> I, uh, I this is a very generic answer but I'm going and we spoke about this already I'm going to give it to team bosses at with the at sign at the FIA that's uh, that's my stop talking award and, and when I say team bosses I basically mean Toto Wolf and Christian Horner just a pair of them zip it zip it Don't want to hear from you anymore.
0: Thank you, Jonathan. (laughs) Alright, so appreciate it's quite generic, but get your point here. Just basically team bosses towards the FIA for Harry's Stop Talking Award. Sam, the Stop Talking Award from your side, who you giving it to?
2: I thought I was being really smart with my award. And then I listened to last year's, Elby's. Um, I realised that Harry literally gave this award last year, so I had to change it. It was going to be two-sex Ted, and then I realised that Harry also picked two-sex Ted <laughs> last time. Told you it's still going on. Poor Ted Kravitz gets shut up more than literally anyone in this world. Um, so because of that, I've actually decided to be quite serious, and I've gone Paul the Never in my life have I found someone's input so... Boring and useless and uninspiring <laughs> and you know what Paul? I don't want to hear your commentary or punditry anymore. I've not enjoyed it for at least a couple of years now. So you yeah, Paul, stop talking lad. I appreciate appreciate it.
0: So I'm guessing Paul is not a friend of the
2: podcast. No. Um also folks, if you picked me for Stop Talking Award, um that's acceptable. More than okay.
0: I was gonna say you, Sam. The problem is I made the same joke last year and I need to show that Every I can year. evolve somewhat at least. <laughs> I I was unsure on this one. I've eventually ended up settling on Helmut Marco because I don't feel like I've ever heard him say something that has positively contributed to a discussion. So I've gone I've gone with Helmut Marco, but who wins overall I, I can respect your answer, Harry, to be honest. just it, I, It's I, wide-reaching.
2: Team Bosses was my second choice. I agree entirely that Team Bosses is a very, very fair call. I think, no, Michael, please, no, is getting a little <laughs> bit um, hilarious as a meme, but also should never be heard ever again. No,
1: safety car, Michael.
2: No, Michael.
0: please, Michael. I've got a joke. We're going to give this to Team Bosses at the FIA. Uh, unfortunately, Team Bosses was unable to be here tonight, so uh, Harry, you can uh, pick up the award in his absence. Uh, I will do. Do I need to make a speech? No. Please don't. Okay. No, Michael. No. <laughs> We've we we we're doing well. We've so far given out uh, an award to a race and a a person called Team Bosses. So. It's going all right. <laughs> Best result of the season. Um, I'll, I'll kick us off on this one because I had two contenders for this and it, it, they actually belong to the two championship protagonists here, Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen. Uh, Lewis Hamilton's drive at Brazil was sublime uh, and I think that one's worthy of, a, worthy of a place on the list just because of the amount of ground that he had to make back up in the Grand Prix. Uh, the other one, though, I'd like to suggest uh, from Max Verstappen, and to be fair, there are quite a few here. You could pick either Austria race, and I think you could be, you'd be right with that. The Imola race was sensational for Verstappen as well, but I've gone for the the extreme pressure of his first race under home crowd, Zandvoort. He absolutely dominated that weekend there was never any shred of doubt whatsoever he wasn't going to win that race so I've got those two as the contenders I'd probably just lean towards Hamilton and Brazil Sam what about you? Uh,
2: I also had two contenders one of them was Hamilton at Brazil it was one of the best races of an individual performance I think I've ever seen at least in the last decade it was phenomenal Um, the other one more of a joke because you know me, folks can't do anything seriously. Um, was George Russell getting a podium at Spa? Oh, um, that was sensational! And that <laughs> it was—it was actually because qualifying was so treacherous, and he somehow made that Williams work to the point where he was able to qualify second. You know, everyone else hang a better car. I know the rain brings an equalizer to it, but come on, the Williams—it may be a boat, and okay, it might be a natural habitat when it comes to water. But he pulled off a brilliant performance and yeah, okay, it got red flagged. That's pure luck. He got the car there in the right time and the right place to do so. So I do think that Russell deserves a shout out for that Saturday performance which allowed him to pick up uh, what first Williams podium for, what's it, Massa or Bottas for God knows how long. Um, so yeah, I, I think I'm probably scared towards Hamilton but I do think Russell actually deserved a shout out despite it being a, a ridiculous race.
0: Uh, I mean, just to say first Williams podium since, don't do lunch Stroll a disservice.
2: Of course, Lancey at Baku, right?
0: Can't forget Mr. Stroll. Um, Sorry, mate. And honestly, and I know I've said this before, but I'll say it again with the Belgian Grand Prix. Was there any point during that race you thought that George Russell was going to get overtaken? No, it was never in doubt.
2: A defending champion. Defend like a lion, George.
0: And In terms of at, at the flag, play. he was just behind Verstappen. There was barely anything separating them, so... Gotta give him a lot of credit for that performance yeah. of the season it's for you, Harry.
1: Well, this is—I uh, don't know—ironic or awkward, but I was actually going to go for George's qualifying lap in uh, in in Spa. The, the, that is my result of the season because it was in a Williams and it was P two. I don't care; it wasn't the race. I know the race didn't even happen, but filthy. Uh, I I agree with the the other ones you mentioned as well: Hamilton in Brazil and Verstappen in Zandvoort. So. I don't mind if we get for one of them, but that, that is the one for me because it was, quite frankly, stupid. I thought he was going to be on pole.
0: You know, Williams, to be is, fair, um, outrageous. That was pretty bonkers. Uh, it speaks volumes to how crazy this season was. There are so many we haven't even mentioned at this point, like Lando in Imola. That probably deserves a shout when he got third place there. I mean, Ocon won in an Alpine and he hasn't been mentioned to this point. There are there are countless races that Verstappen has, has dominated that, that Hamilton has dominated, Bottas is winning Turkey. Legitimately, I think, actually deserves a shout, because he did he did boss that Grand Prix. Um, so yeah, plenty of contenders. I think based on what we've said though, it's probably gonna either have to be Hamilton at Brazil or Russell's qualifying lap. Which is gonna be great for British bias comments. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, oh no! Damn! Oh no! Oh, oh. Um, shall we give it to Russell then? Let's take something else away from Hamilton at the last lap.
0: All right. oh <laughs> ooh. So It's a bit soon for him, isn't it?
2: Sorry, nice. sorry, Lewis. Sir Lewis.
0: Yes. Uh, it, you know, consolation prizes. I think Damon Hill referred to it as. Not quite sure if Lewis Hamilton will see it the same way. But um, George Russell is our best result of the season for his qualifying p2 at the belgian grand prix this next one's a really serious one folks it is the drive (laughs) to survive 2022 fake story of the season so we've got to pick something from this year that is definitely going to be a story for next season's drive to survive that really shouldn't be a story sam have you got anything for this one
2: Yeah, so of course, after Bahrain was the first race of the season, we saw the immense performance from Yuki Sengoda, where he went around the outside of Fernando Alonso. Um, He appeared to just go missing after that first race. And I think that Drive to Survive will craft a story where, for the whole season, Yuki Sangoda being so short will hide behind things in plain sight, and they can't find him for the whole season until the final episode where Yuki snatches fourth place at the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. And I think we are going to play hide-and-seek with Singoda for the 2022 series of Drive to Survive.
0: Deadly serious stuff there. Thank you, Sam. Um, uh, But also, could be legitimate. Could happen. Um, I'm actually going for a bitter rivalry. um, As we all remember what happened at Monza. We all remember the big crash between Mick Schumacher and Sebastian Vettel. (laughs) (laughs) Sebastian promised to be Mick's guiding light throughout F1, both of German heritage, both seen as some sort of having some connection, and that crash changed everything, from that crash on it was never the same between Mick Schumacher and Sebastian Vettel, and they were bitter rivals right up until the end of the year, we remembered their vicious battles over P15 at the last couple of Grand Prix, um, I can imagine this will be woven in quite naturally into Drive to Survive next year. That epic, epic duel.
2: You think that they're going to show them to playing football in the pit garage um, and it's going to be like a narrator over the top of Sebastian Vettel trying to actually break Mick Schumacher's legs <laughs> so he can't get back in the car. That kind of thing. A really violent football match between the two of them.
0: Just like really bad, like dubbed over the top, like... I hate you, Sebastian, <laughs> and and I hate <laughs> and you too, not, Mick. Not even German.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, for those in a, in our US audience, uh, we're talking about the real football, the one you play with your feet. Oh, don't! That silly you one.
0: can't insult another country, <laughs> Sam. Not not our our biggest listener base as well. You can't do that. For, and I've just insulted in thousands of you. Soccer. Oh my word. <laughs> Give us another storyline, Harry.
1: Uh, my, mine is also a bit of rivalry, and it's one that's you know not hidden in plain sight. It's Verstappen versus uh, Hamilton. I think it was either after Imola or, or Portimao qualifying, and they're having the the um, interviews in the in the pits, and and they're swapping over, and Hamilton and Verstappen are walking towards each other, and they just. Brush shoulders, and what will happen is there will be an entire episode dedicated to that fight between them. And when I say fight, I mean a physical punch-up when they just brush shoulders past each other and, and probably said sorry in, in the in the meantime. But there will be an entire episode about that moment, and they'll put pictures of Grosjean's car going up in flames, like as as they. As they uh, brush shoulders it will be that dramatic um, yeah'll be legit. this is legit <laughs> <laughs> that'll be the the the, the, uh, the crescendo of the series, I think but it won't be amy dabby it'll be that bit
2: oh, I can see I that I bet they 'll call that episode the butterfly effect, and we'll see the shoulders <laughs> brushing and then cut hard cut. Oh, Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen have colliding at Cops Corner, <laughs> wherever it is. You know, Verstappen yeah. in the wall. And it's the same impacts, and then again, oh, it's the turn one at Monza, and Verstappen and Hamilton around the same brush as well on the shoulder. I can see it happening yeah. now. It's got perfect it'll, it'll, mirroring throughout the season.
1: Yeah, like it's they'll they'll do the shot of them brushing shoulders, and then it will pause, and then frame it will be. Silverstone crash, Monza crash Brazil, Saudi all of those like, all in one and then they continue walking past each other
0: whole episode on that gives another great opportunity for the dubbing team as well, so when they do say sorry mate, then we can actually just dub it like, I hate you I hate you too F off mate I'm going
2: to crash into you at every race
0: Max (laughs) no, Lewis
2: (laughs) Don't I do, do that, Lewis. Do at every race. <laughs>
0: oh. um, I'm, it's tough to pick a winner out of those three. They, they're all so so realistic. Which one should we go for?
2: They are. Um, it could just be the site's novice rivalry again. To be honest,
0: it could be. It
2: could be. <laughs> I think oh, maybe we should leave that up to a fan vote.
0: Oh, we can't give. We, we can't not give an LB. The fans tune in for well, this. the
2: FIA always leave everything after the race,
0: and we can't be the FIA. That's what I'm saying. That's... We can't be Frederick. <laughs> right. Not Frederick. Freddy.
2: Um, I'm going for the butterfly effect.
0: Let's go for the butterfly effect. The uh, the Max. See we got a title name. The Max and Hamilton brush in Portimao wins the day. <laughs> Love that. go on to a slightly more serious one most improved driver what have you got Harry
1: I found this one really um, really tough to decide I'm going to go for and this might sound silly but I'm going to go for Lando Norris and not because he had a terrible year last year I just think the level he got up to this year was was another significant jump um, in, uh, in his performance and, and you know he's Certainly, showing Daniel Ricciardo the way. Um, I mean, that first—he's been—he's been great all year, but that first half of the year in particular, he was very, very impressive. When that McLaren car was at its best, he absolutely utilised it to to its to its full potential. Um, so yeah, this is not me saying Norris was was crap in 2020 because he was not; he was very good. But I think the level he's reached this year has been has been huge and. Um, yeah, I think mate, he gets my most improved.
0: Most improved from your side, Sam?
2: Well, the drive to survive rivalry rings true because I'm going to have to go for Carlos Sainz on the other side of the ex McLaren Bromance and Ferrari. I, I put him in my predictions, uh, if you listen to last week's episode, as was going to be the biggest letdown of the season. Not only did he beat out pretty much all the young drivers that are considered to be kind of, you know, the golden era of Formula One this season. You know, he finished fifth. He adapted to that Ferrari so bloody quickly. He outdrove so many um, of the people around him. I think he picked up four podiums in the game, three more than Charles Leclerc, I believe it was. Um, You know, it was pretty much the most outside of the top four, which is fantastic to see from him. He blew me away. He was so much better than I thought he was going to be. I always knew Carlos Sainz was going to be good. He's a good driver, but he was spectacular this season. Um, So for me, it's got to be most improved is Carlos Sainz.
0: I'm going to add a third name into the mix. I agree with both of the two that you've suggested there. I'm going to add a third name into the mix, which is probably going to come as even more of a surprise than those two. I'm going to put Max Verstappen in this mix, because whilst he was brilliant in 2020, he has been otherworldly this year. I think he's really... The car has helped, don't get me wrong, but... I, I really think he's taken his game to that next level this year. The, the utter consistency to finish first and second in, what was it, 18 out of the 22 races, that's utterly sublime. And appreciate there wasn't too much growth for him to have after last year, but I think that speaks volumes to how good this year's actually been. So I'm going to throw his name into the mix as a third choice. But again, have got to give out the award we, we always disagree that's the issue if we had a consensus we wouldn't have to do this but
2: yeah we're not good at this bit are we
0: I okay to start things off out of your two that you've suggested I think I would go Norris
2: alright I, I don't really I don't really care so <laughs> <laughs> <Don't> care <laughs> I'll
0: t- tell you who would care Clive's would care would Clive's would Claire? Clive's yeah. Yeah. care Clive's does
2: care Clive's with Claire and Clive's would care and Charlotte in the cupboard over there so the <laughs> Yeah, I'll
0: do. Clive's uh,
2: with Charles Leclerc.
0: Thank you, Clive's. Um, so we're going to put Lando Norris in this spot. Lando Norris, most improved driver. You'll um, love
2: that. Yeah,
0: I mean, he, he had a good year, didn't he? So I, I think he's worthy of that prize. Um, we'll go to our sixth award of the evening, which is rookie... Sorry, no, it's not rookie of the year. The Nicholas Latifi Memorial Award
2: rookie of the year he's not dead yeah but
0: we can still commemorate him (laughs) we say we say Nicholas Latifi Memorial Award because he won this award last year um by virtue of him being the only rookie although I will have you know Sam did try and give it to Jack Aitken instead for his one (laughs) race that he did in Bahrain the amount I tried
2: to give it to Hulkenberg
0: (laughs) for fair yeah um but essentially, the joke was last year, Nicholas Latifi was the only possible winner. And I don't want to make any predictions at this point in the year for next year, but Guan Yu Zhou might be in store for a good year next year. Um, <laughs> but we do, we do at least have a choice for 2021 because there were three rookies on the grid. We had Nikita Mazepin from Haas. We had Mick Schumacher from Haas. And we had Yuki Sonoda from Alpha Tauri. Harry, rookie of the year out of those three. Fernando Alonso for me. Yeah, fair, the, uh... Oh, here
2: we go again. Yeah, yeah.
0: Does that count? Does that count? No, it doesn't count. Get out of here. <laughs> he did the young, he did the bloody young drivers test before as well. Rookie. <laughs> I forgot he did
2: That's that. A <laughs> That's a joke.
1: That's a joke. Okay, I am gonna give it to your... you. John, know, I'm gonna give it to young Nick. I was gonna, I was gonna give it to Yuki, but he was he, apart from the first and last races This is a joke we keep making. It was wasn't great for him. And I don't, I don't think either of these drivers had fantastic years. But I'd say maybe Mick had the most consistent, potentially. So I'll give it to Mick Schumacher. There's only real, there's only two real contenders here because if you if you have never finished on the lead lap before, looking at Unikita, now joking. But, um, yeah, I'm
0: going give, give to gonna give it to Mick Alright, one vote for Mick Schumacher Sam, who's your vote going for?
2: Uh, I don't need to debate this It's going to Mick Schumacher The fact that at one point you can have an incident Be 20 seconds behind your teammate And then somehow finish a whole minute ahead Of that teammate in the same race Blows my mind So yeah, Mick Schumacher I don't know if Mataping is that bad It makes you look insatiably good but for me, you're getting it. Mick Schumacher is Rookie of the Season. Sorry, Yuki. I did want to give it to you, but you have let me down a bit.
1: Mick, Mick, Mick actually did have a good. I was just thinking then. He uh, he he overtook Latifi in Port-A-Mau, was it? I think on track, they, like beat him on track. Which, um, if you look at that, has. House... And we've said this before, it does try to kill you every available opportunity. So I think that's actually fairly impressive. So yeah, he's, he's had some solid races this year. Although some mistakes have on the way, but, you know, rookie,
0: rookie yeah, I guess. I'd probably stay clear of topics that include Mick Schumacher, Nicholas Latifi and overtaking. It's been a still a bit soon for some, I think. <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, good news, good news on this. We have a first unanimous award
2: yay! Mick, i already took what, six a, a awards award?
0: um <laughs> yeah i'm gonna give it to mick schumacher as well um again i it's really tough to tell what he's doing in that Hass. whether he is outperforming a terrible driver in nikita mazapin whether he is not actually doing a very good job at all because there's just no reference points so this is why i'd, I'd like to see Hass in a better position next year for, multitude of reasons but also just to see what can you do Mick can you can you mix it with even a car that isn't your teammate um, I, you know we saw the, the Nicholas Latifi example you gave earlier in the year I know he got a bit involved in Hungary as well there were a few occasions where he could get stuck in but there was just so bad that it's it's tough to tell but I can't in good conscience give it to you, Key, with. You know, I can't give it based on two races out of a 21-race season when he's got something <laughs> way more useful at his disposal versus Schumacher. So we do have a unanimous vote for Mick Schumacher. So halfway through the awards, just to recap the LBs that have been handed out thus far, uh, race of the year ended up going to the Brazilian Grand Prix. The Stop Talking Award went to literally all team bosses that complain to the FIA over team radio best result of the season went to George Russell for the Belgian Grand Prix qualifying uh, the 2022 Netflix Drive to Survive story of the year was the uh, the butterfly effect the brush at Portimao that Verstappen and Hamilton had uh, most improved went to Lando Norris and rookie of the year Mick Schumacher We'll move on to the second half of the awards and this is the one that that uh, Sam somewhat teased at the end of last week's episode. This is the Sassy Massey Award. (laughs) The biggest moment, a sass from the mass. What have you got, Sam? Um,
2: Well, I I kind of saw this as actually more like a general radio thing. So I've got one from the the Sassy Massey himself, but I've also got another example, which I'd like to bring both up. Um, The first from the sass man, Sassy Massey himself, was... uh, um, You know, where we got the infamous Toto, I don't check my emails throughout the race, I actually have to pay attention to the race, Um, is iconic. You know, that is a real moment in Formula One history. Toto Wolff sending emails to the race director going, i have given you a chart on where the cars should be. And then Toto going, I'm coming up. That is hilarious. Brilliant. The one that is not Sassy Massey based and it's just Team Radio based is um, we go all the way back to the first race of the season to Bahrain where I think it's even in a practice session where Kimi Riking had an absolute nightmare off the track, bumped the wall. And yeah, Kimi has a couple, you know, many great reggae moments, uh, including the one where Russell and Bottas collided in front of each other at Imola and his race engineer is saying, there's going to be a safety car. There's going to be a safety Kimi's like, I know, it happened literally 50 metres in front of me. Okay, I'm aware of it. Hilarious. But this is not that one either. This is the one where Kim is going, can you hear me? And the is going, no, no, I can't hear you. And then Kimmy's going, can you hear me yet? I can't hear you. And then just going, negative, negative, we can't hear you. And then Kimmy goes, you can't hear me, but you answer still. And he just abs- absolutely sings me. But Kimmy is like, why do you keep answering if you can't hear me? <laughs> I completely forgot about that. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> you can't hear me. But you're anxious. I <laughs> you love you it so in. much. <laughs> They're my options. They're my options. Oh,
0: good lord. I've, I've I've got a few myself. I actually also wrote down the uh, the Toto email um, thing that happened. <laughs> also, just the the running. Thank you, Jonathan. Is fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah. But I've got yeah. one more. There have been. It was a year of iconic moments, wasn't it? We had the iconic moment of. Verstappen and Hamilton battling in Brazil, that was iconic. We think of Ricardo's win at Monza, that was iconic. First McLaren won two in a long, long time. We think of Russell's podium at Williams at at Belgium, iconic. And then also Michael Massey, you know, forgetting Esteban Ocon existed. You know, just absolutely iconic moments in the sports history. Ocon exists, Michael. You can't forget him. (laughs) It's like yeah, you, oh, you can go, you can go P two, it's all right. Yeah, Max can go P two, it's fine because Hamilton's P one. And Ocon's like, <laughs> what about what about me, sir? What about, what about me? What about, I, I managed to get up there as well. And Michael's like, oh yeah, <laughs> i forgot got about you, Asti, didn't I? Like, well, and then you can get in the mix as well. Uh, that's probably my one. Just forgetting Esteban Ocon existed over Team Radio.
2: The fact he was offering out deals still absolutely blows me away. That is still such a baffling piece of radio. Alright, oh,
0: I I mean, H- Harry, from your side, anything to offer
1: up? Uh, uh, the only other one I was going to offer up, and I, I actually don't think it's my favourite because that Kimmy one is just the best, but um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's actually our dear friend Fernando um, in the last race of the season, and it, this goes back to the Lapped car debacle, um, and they came over the radio and said, uh, "Fernando, they are not going to let the because he was one of the infamous lapped cars that was that were between Hamilton and Verstappen." And said, uh, "Yeah, Fernando, they're not going to let you pass Hamilton. They're not letting lapped cars unlap themselves." And he just replied with, <laughs> "Of course they're not," <laughs> and that was
0: <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Spicy. I like, love
2: Fernandos sarcastic laugh. You know that clip of him in the McLaren suit? Is that, yeah. I think is it out Australia in the fancy car and he's like, ha ha oh, No. <laughs> like, don't look at me. I like, just absolutely love when Alonso gets cheesed off about something. Ha ha Stop it. It's great.
1: It's, great yeah, it's literally how he did it. So,
0: um, yeah, that's my nomination. I mean, what do we pick out of that? <laughs> I, th- I, I do think that the, the Toto Wolf email...
1: Is, ...is up there. It's probably the most iconic, isn't it? Yeah,
2: although I am still laughing at Kimmy talking Kimmy, about... so sure. Kimmy. Sassy Kimmy
0: is up there. It's got to be one of those But, two. I mean,
2: this is the Sassy Massey uh, Awards... Right. For, ...and it is meant to be for Michael. All right.
0: We will, therefore, yeah. give it to... Uh, ...Toto, Wolf, and Michael Massey... ...the checking email gate. Well done to you both. God, Unfortunately... Um, This is a bit of a shock Michael Massey, despite us being very Complimentary of him in recent podcasts um, Is is not coming on Um, Does that
1: that mean he's not coming
0: on? No, so um, (laughs) Harry, Harry, would you mind uh, Picking up the award for him I appreciate you've had to do this For a few people already, would you mind doing it for this one as well? No Michael, no
2: Did we we send him the email During the race time, because he doesn't check his emails He doesn't
0: I'm sure as soon as he's learned that he's won an LB, all will be forgiven. <laughs> Moving on. Awkward. Best podcast moment. <laughs> we, we've done a lot of episodes this year, and we have talked a lot of rubbish. This could yeah. be interesting. Oh, yeah. Any starters for 10 on this?
2: I actually forgot a lot of them and I had to go and refresh myself with something. I'm just going to run off a reel very quickly. Uh, do you guys remember Mr. Kuala Lumpur, where we sung Mr. Lover oh, Lover? wow! With... <laughs> Kuala Lumpur. Yeah, wow. to Shaggy, yeah. Mr. Lover Lover. Um, yeah. Obviously, my romantic song to Botties was, I think, a highlight. Sausage is out for Gasly Of course has gone around You know that's great as well Um, One for me A real highlight for me though Is Harry completely forgetting That Giovannazzi drives for Alfa Romeo And just thinking it's Roman Grosjean instead Committed to the answer
0: though Committed to it
2: Yeah we are, we are literally one of the biggest Formula One podcasts in the Western Hemisphere now in terms of charts every week, which is mind-blowing. And again, thank you for your support. And one of our hosts forgot that a driver was in a car and gave it to a retired driver who is not part of the sport anymore. So that is up there for me. <sighs>
0: <laughs> just to add something else. Our um, Just us insulting all countries. Always.
2: Sorry, I am sorry.
0: There, Um, I I would be lying though if I said I had something else written down that wasn't Harry's (laughs) Jovenazzi and Grosjean (laughs) mix-up.
2: Oh
1: dear! Uh, Oh dear! I I mean, it probably won't win, but Alonso, C. Alonso, no.
0: It's also been a personal highlight. (laughs) Alonzi or Alonso, Alonso no. Yeah. Sam, fine, Sam I getting like all Andrew. true and false questions wrong.
2: Oh, the, I'm so proud of that. I'm equally ashamed.
0: The revelation that Pedro Diniz tested for Ferrari.
2: <laughs> Jeez, I can't believe I even said that that was true. Now I think about it, that is hilarious.
0: If you, if you if you uh, didn't listen to that oh. episode, ladies and gents, um, we did a true or false game, uh, and one of them was that uh pedro Diniz tested for ferrari in the 90s <laughs> <laughs>
2: It wasn't even that. It wasn't even that. It was the story you told around Pedro Deguiz testing in the 90s. It wasn't that you just said, did Pedro Deguiz test for Ferrari in the 90s? It's that you came up with this strange story about Jean-Todd attacking possible drivers for Pedro Deguiz to possibly get a seat. It's the most mind-blowing story you've created, and I agreed with it.
0: Yeah. The whole story about how Jean-Todd Pedro Diniz was like five seconds slower, and Jean Tart forced him out of the car and said, I could do better than that. And they had to convince him not to go around.
2: <laughs> oh, I had oh, great God. fun. If you haven't seen that episode. Then... I had
0: great fun making Sorry. that up, but even better fun when you said true. <laughs> oh.
2: oh, God. Oh, God.
0: I think I'm going to have to give it to Harry, though. And the Jovanasi yeah. grows on situation. Harry, I'll you I'll actually you
2: do get to take home an Elwood. You won.
0: No, Michael,
1: no. Oh, wait, I did. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You've got to keep making that speech.
0: Default
1: Default
2: setting.
0: Did you actually default win place. something but reject the award?
2: <laughs> He's so used to losing.
1: Ah.
0: <laughs> uh. Number nine, award number nine, the Ferrari moment of the year. Um, there were there are plenty, as per usual. Uh, I, I'm going to have to go with the Turkey incident for me. Yeah, the, it's, my, it's already on top of my list. I mean, the, the, the incident of...
2: <laughs> what was it exactly? <laughs> Don't let any cars pass, Charles, you were stay- <laughs> you're, you're P1,
0: Charles. You'll still be P1 as long as no one overtakes you. Right on.
2: Obviously. <laughs> Obviously.
0: The oh, one.
2: I mean, okay, you can say that's one, right? Sure. But I mean, yeah, things like Sykes directing the entire pit wall. Um, That was a good stop for Ferrari, despite it being a second and a half slower (laughs) than everyone else's average pit time. Honestly, the list goes on with Ferrari moments.
0: I have to mention the instance where they tried to do a double stack and you're like, oh my God, this is going to go horribly. And they pulled out their two best pit stops of the season. (laughs) Just double stacks all the time, apparently.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's got. It's got to be the the radio message between Leclerc and his engineer. Where Where will I end up at the end of the race? Well, Charles, if you don't let anyone pass you, you'll stay P one. Good, great, brilliant. Who is that engineer?
0: And the thing is, that's not the only moment from that Grand Prix. It was also the realisation on the Ferrari pit wall that Charles didn't actually have to pit if they didn't want him to.
2: Yeah.
0: It was like, can I go to the end of these tyres? Oh yeah. Oh
2: yeah, you Wait, can. That's. That's a legit strategy we could, yeah, do. You could do. Baffling.
1: Do you, I think Charles' engineer is also was Kimmy's engineer when he was at Ferrari. That's why. That,
2: right.
1: I, but I think I understand why Kimmy is the way that he is because you have to put up with that all the time. <laughs> shut, I would be annoyed. Shut, shut with, up!
2: With, what? Shut <laughs> up!
1: <laughs> <laughs> yet you, you still
0: answer. You,
2: you can't hear me yet. You are still. <laughs>
0: So good.
2: Negative. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, so unanimously on that one, Leclerc's team yeah. radio about P one, P two. That that wins. Um, yeah. Winner. You oh, know
2: when you get really hot because you've I'm, laughed too
0: much. I'm sweating. Yeah. It. it's bad.
2: I am really it's bad.
0: warm. It's bad.
2: Oh, something like winter.
0: <laughs> Driver of the season. What have you got, Harry?
1: Um. I'm going to give it to Maxi Verstappen, an obvious answer here, um, but I think he was top top of the pile this year, and this is no disrespect to Hamilton, I think he just made a couple more mistakes than Verstappen did over the course of the season, but saying that, they were both on, on an incredible level all year, but I think Verstappen just, um, just edges it for me, so I'm
0: going to give it to the world champ, as we should have to call him. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go for the world champ as well. I'm going to go Max Verstappen. I think he was the best driver this year. Um, you yeah, appreciate I'm again playing into my British bias here, but I am going to go with Verstappen. Um, Max Verstappen. Uh, yeah. I, I agree with you. I think there were a few instances this year where Hamilton wasn't necessarily on his tip-top form, which you know is such a in-the-sky expectation that he really didn't fall that far short of it. But there were a few instances where the consistency of Verstappen was slightly better than the consistency of Hamilton. Hamilton did a great job coming back into it at the end of the year. Um, But ultimately, what Max was able to do, through, particularly in the middle of this season, just first place, first place, second place, first place, when you have to nitpick errors, you know, obviously you've got the Saudi qualifying, you, you've got the Imola qualifying that he kind of messed up, Bahrain, where he lost the lead. That would probably be the one that I would point out more than any others. But, but outside of that, there really weren't many instances where Verstappen was off form this year. So I'm also going to go for Max Verstappen. Driver of the year for you, Sam. Um.
2: Even if Hamilton had won the title in that final race, I would still have given it to Max Verstappen. For me, um, we we have always said throughout you know the reign that has been Lewis Hamilton's dominance pretty much over the last era of Formula One that what makes him so brilliant is even on a bad day he is able to pick up the, you know the next best thing. And Verstappen emulated that to a T this season. He was phenomenal. And I you know what? I think the one thing that makes Verstappen look bad this season is the FIA. I don't actually really think it's Verstappen. I feel like if the FIA had cracked down on the run cars wide um, immediately and properly as we addressed, I think he would have followed that rule and understood his boundaries and whatnot. But he decided to race to the rules that he was given. Um, you know, so I think Verstappen was phenomenal. I think his biggest mistakes are could be counted on literally one to two fingers. Of course, a 22-race season is incredible. 18 podiums is absolutely mad. I know Hamilton got 17, but... You know, eighteen of those podiums to Max were wings. and the fact that he never got a third place is astounding. Um, so for me, yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. It was up there with a proper, true, great world championship drive. I hope you can emulate it so he get some more big battles in the later on the seasons. But Max is by far my drive of the season.
0: Okay, so unanimous one then. Max Verstappen is the winner of the uh, of the Lb. And technically, he's already got one win because he had the uh, the shared award for the for the driver survival one. So he's uh, he's racking up the titles here, Max. We're going to do a slight variation on that. So, driver of the season who wasn't competing for the championship. Who have you got, Harry?
1: Um, I'm going to give this one. Uh, well, first shout out to Pierre Gasly, but I'm going to give it to Carlos Sainz. Uh, already mentioned as as potential most improved driver, but I I think he like Gasly in a way, kind of flown under the radar for for most of the year, but but has been solid pretty much throughout. And as we've already mentioned, he's he's he finished ahead of Leclerc, which you know I, we, none of us saw coming. If you listened to our last podcast um, reviewing our predictions, we all predicted that Leclerc was going to was going to beat him. Ben thought Leclerc was going to smash him, um, and 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 he didn't. So. Yeah, signs for me, because I didn't expect him to to beat be Chuck this year at all. So, um, yeah, he's he's been my driver of the year that, that wasn't fine for a championship. What about you, Sam?
2: I can't wait for whoever picks up this award, by the way, to look at the engraving uh, that will be done by me with my car keys um, on the bottom of the award. And it's clearly got that isn't Max slash Lewis. Uh, on the award they're going to feel really good mm. about that one um, yeah. well I'm I'm going to join you Harry it's Carlos Sainz you know four people got more podiums than him four people got more points than him and the odds were stacked against him you've got Charles Leclerc the golden boy Gog Leclerc as we've cu- called him for so much of the season no longer until he restores himself um, at Ferrari you know it's his home turf um, and we've all bigged him up everyone bigs him up he's Charles Leclerc he's been phenomenal Carlos Sainz comes in one season absolutely does not you know it doesn't, and he was brilliant all season long. Consistent, as we said, he was able to be consistent even qualifying outside of the top 10. He regularly would bring it back to the finish right behind Charles Leclerc or in front of Charles Leclerc quite often. He was fantastic. Um, it was looking like it was going to be Norris, I think, for the first nine or ten races, and then it really started to slip away from him around kind of the unfortunately the Russia period. Ricardo went him to the win in Monza. The Russia wind fell away because of the weather. Because of that, I think Carlos Sainz has just pipped it to me. But if you were to give it to Norris or Gasly, I, I can totally understand that. I think that's a totally fair shout. Uh,
0: yeah, from my side, um, I think it's between three drivers. I think it's either the Ferrari drivers or Lando Norris. I think Pierre Gasly is just that one step back a little bit, but not by a lot. So of those three drivers, um, Signs did beat Leclerc in the championship. I do think Leclerc had a better season. So I would put Leclerc over Sainz, um marginally. However, I would actually put Lando Norris just about ahead of Charles Leclerc. Um, he definitely had a better first half of the year versus a second half of the year. I would definitely say that much. However, I do think he had quite a bit of bad luck in the second half of the year. If you think about Jeddah, he was pretty hard done by in terms of the tyres there. Um, you know, started third in Abu Dhabi. That kind of unraveled a bit. Uh, Russia, of course, whether you want to put that down to luck or skill, I guess is interpretation, but he was in position to win that Grand Prix. Um, and he had a couple of podiums earlier in the year. Of course, he had podiums at he had a podium at Monaco. Um, so even though he was caught up eventually by Bottas and Perez, the fact that he was beating those two guys for a long stretch of the season says a lot about what he was able to do. And actually, even in the second half of the year, even though the performances might have dropped ever so slightly, not enough for me to have thrown him off this third place. So um, I think it's Lando Norris, but consensus wins. So it'll be Carlos Sainz who takes the non or Lewis Driver of the Year. Um, and given that's its title, I don't think he's going to be interested in picking that up. Maybe not. Harry? Do you want to do it, Harry? We'll have
1: no, Michael. No. <sighs> <Dying. laughs>
0: to find someone else, Dave. Maybe that should be a new award, Dave. The no.
2: Michael, no award. Dave, Clives.
0: <laughs> Clives, take another award back. Go on. <laughs> so that is the end of the oh. traditional awards. Just to run through the second half of those, then Toto Wolf and Michael Massey pick up the Sassy Massey Award for the email saga. Uh, Harry is an LB winner thanks to the best podcast moment mixing up Giovinazzi and Grosjean and just being completely unaware of it Ferrari moment of the year goes to Leclerc and his engineer, driver of the season goes to Verstappen and then the non-Maxwell Lewis driver of the year goes to Carlos Sainz and we'll end tonight's episode, we we'll end the Elbies with the very first inductees into the late breaking Hall of Fame, there are going to be four inductees tonight there'll be one inductee from all three of us And we're also going to pick out a fan inductee. We've been asking this on our social channels and in the Discord. Get involved via the link. Um, So we'll be having four inductees. It can be literally anything or anyone, but just something or someone that embodies late-breaking. The spirit of late-breaking is with whatever the hell wins this award. So um, we'll kick off. Sam, it's going to be a great honour for you, Sam, because this is going to be a tradition that goes on for decades you get the very first nominee, very first inductee into the LB Hall of Fame.
2: I really don't like that level of pressure because I have, oh, folks, we've been talking about the LB Hall of Fame for quite some time now, or off air, you know, it's been debated and it's kind of been, we've launched it and we've had a lot of your suggestions. Um, and you, you've come to know me now, and I don't know whether I should do something serious to give it to someone who thoroughly deserves it, or whether I should just be downright ridiculous and say something silly but he's become a bit of an icon on this show over the last year and a lot of the fans voted for him as well so i feel like i've got to agree that the first ever late breaking hall of famer is legend tv legend dave benson phillips oh i'm so happy for you dave he's
0: he's had a massive contribution He's had a massive contribution to the podcast this year, consistently yes. gunging us in uh, in pump the brakes. He's done a great job in that respect. So thank you, Dave Benson Phillips, and well done for you are the first late breaking Hall of Fame inductee. Mm. But we've still got three more inductees to get through in the class of 2021, and I'm I'm going to go next. And I think Sorry, I already- if, if you're looking at the if you're looking at the current grid. And, and you want to pick out someone who really embodies late-breaking. You'd, you'd go for Daniel Ricciardo, given he's been the guy who's been making the moves for years and years and years. However, this isn't about successful late-breaking. This is about everything that is encompasses late-breaking, <laughs> the good and the bad. It's all about the intent. It's all about the attitude, the spirit. And ultimately, you're not a late-breaker if it, if you only do it when it suits you. You're a late breaker if you do it when it doesn't suit you. And that does not apply to anyone more than it does to Yuki Tsunoda. Because <laughs> throughout the course of his young F1 career, he's had a bit of both. Absolutely planting moves on Fernando Alonso in Bahrain in the first race of the year. Bottas is still shocked at the fact that Yuki Tsunoda went up the inside of him at Abu Dhabi. And it's been at least you know a week and a half since that happened now. So yeah you've got both you've got both ends of the spectrum of the season here, but the point is it's an attitude from Sonoda because he'll do it and sometimes it won't quite work out. He tried it on stroll in Brazil, even though he started the move in Argentina. He tried it he,
1: you
0: remember his qualifying lap, his Q3 yep. lap at Baku. When he tried to he break, he, break. Was great. he tried to break for a corner, but the problem is he went past the corner before he started breaking for it. Which <laughs> is such a commit—it's a commitment to late breaking unlike anyone else I've ever seen. So, Yuki Sonoda, well done—you are the second inductee into the late breaking hall of fame.
2: Before Curry, we move on to Harry's incredibly you know, yes, worthy please. nominee, can we just take a moment to, to sit down and think about? Dave Banks and Phillips and Yuki and sat there together in the, <laughs> the, the LB Hall of Fame. They're, they're in the green room at the moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah, in the cool-down room.
0: But who Can't are they going to gonna be joined point by, point. Harry? Who are they going to be joined by? Two words. Two syllables. Big
1: Shaq.
2: Oh! Shaquille <laughs> O'Neal! <laughs>
1: because... <laughs> If, as a podcast, in the uh, you know uh, in the in the sports world, I think we are we are the big shack at the USDP. We are awkwardly standing
0: on the podium as if we've won on F1,
1: Yeah, on the F one podcast, world, <laughs> Trying to tower above the greats but pretending to be good when we're not really that good. So, big shack, <laughs> you've shown us the way. And uh, we're going to follow you gladly. So I, I, you said, Sam, what, is, what, what does that green room look like with uh, <laughs> Yuki and Dave? Now Big Shaq's in there as well. Can Third we all just
2: in get in the giant Longhorn car together and oh. um, drive off into the sunset? Yuki so, can drive as well.
0: It, he can. That's true. Um, not, <laughs> I don't know great. if he can drive better than Shaq, but, you know, we we'll get it a go. <laughs> So there we have it. Third inductee into the late-breaking Hall of Fame is seven foot two big Diesel Shaquille O'Neal, bringing it as he always does.
2: Oh, I'm so, so proud!
0: But we also need to have a fourth nominee here um, that is elected by the fans. So we put this out on Discord, Twitter, Instagram, anything that took your fancy here.
2: Well, I mean, we we had a few front runners. Um, Harry's fire alarm oh, got a big it? shout yeah. out by a few of the people, and I mean, it came late, right? You know, it's only been around for the last maybe month or so. That's really been bleeping its way along, but it really has featured heavily over the last. while. we of course have other things such as sausages out for Gasly. Um, Dr. Nige. Every time the Gasly's game gets met. I got a message the other day from a lovely a lovely man who listens to the podcast. Uh, he's just asking about how we record the podcast. He's very very lovely. Uh, and after I gave him a bit of information, he ended his final message to me with, oh, and is out for Gasly, which is baffling that someone just says that to me now. Uh, Dr. Nigel Mansell, <laughs> actually not a doctor, but definitely is a doctor, is brilliant. Um, you know, Botties, just yeah, call Valtry. him Bottas Botties. You know, Valtry Botties himself is obviously amazing as well. Um, there's there's a number of different things. Uh, ben, any that you take a personal liking to? Oh,
0: I... I'm going to ha- find it hard-pressed to go against Harry's fire alarm. That is, a, <laughs> that is a prime contender for me.
1: Beeping away in there with Big Shaq and you. <laughs> <in there. laughs>
0: it's actually a fire He's alarm. He's just
2: having a conversation. <laughs> yeah, just <on> <laughs> just <wall>. beeping away. <laughs> um, there's a part of me that really likes that.
0: Right, there we go then. The, oh. the fan's choice for... Uh, A late breaking hall of famer is Harry's Fire Alarm. So just to confirm, the the class of 2021, (laughs) the late breaking hall of fame, first ever class, Dave Benson Phillips, Yuki Sonoda, Shaquille O'Neal, and Harry's Fire Alarm.
2: The (laughs) height range on this Hall of Fame is hilarious. (laughs) I imagine. The, the big diesel Shaquille O'Neal will put Yuki on his shoulders to change the battery eventually because he'll be so fed up and the beeping <laughs> <laughs> Well Dave's there going get your own back
0: Dave's gun-jiggered as they're trying to do it oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh god well that was an what,
2: ins- what a, what a what a way to
1: end the
0: year podcast.
2: yeah what a final podcast in 2021 Pretty much oh, sums mean. up
0: the year, doesn't it?
2: Honestly, though, what a crazy year it's been. I mean, let's be a little bit self-indulgent here. For both the championship, of course, but because of the championship and you, brilliant listeners, our podcast has done so much more than we ever thought it was going to, right? We had an episode that was inside the top 100 in the US, inside the top 30 for the UK, thousands of, literally thousands and thousands of you listening every single week. Um it is absolutely baffling. we thought that we 'd just be three idiots and we still well, are three idiots yeah. just talking to each other and yet you all turn up every single week and it is absolutely humbling so thank you we'll be here very much next year and years to come making lots more Formula one content so um it 's the end of the year. I hope you're all happy with your families and you 're safe and you have a lovely holiday. but a huge thank you to all of you for your immense support over the uh, the last twelve or so months.
0: I mean if if you couldn't tell by the last hour, we have an absolute blast doing this. Absolutely love it. Every week, come rain or shine. You know, there are there are certain weeks where we're struggling to get back in time from from the office or, you know, trying to make time to to do this. But it is always absolutely worth our while for for all of the interaction we get, all of the engagement on the Discord and on Twitter all of the all of the kind messages, every single one in their own right means so much to the three of us so to extend on what Sam has said, massive thank you for your support throughout the whole of this year and we aren't going anywhere, we'll be here all of next year as well
2: Sorry Yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry about,
0: about that. that folks Yeah, And also just to extend
1: the thanks out to um, Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen because you are our listening figures, okay Goats. You two Banging into each other all bloody year, you made it for us. So um, do it again next year, please. That'd be great.
2: Or someone just do it again next year. I, I mean, it doesn't, have
1: to be, it doesn't have to be the pet. It could be Carlos, lines, and Lando. If and Norris, you want to take but... a
2: year out, if you want to take a year out, someone else, give it a go. That's fine. Don't mind. Just someone right. do it.
0: Someone, someone. Yeah, exactly. I've realised. I end of the LBs We probably just need to um, to. Do the proper like Oscars music sort of thing of um, of playing playing ourselves out. Um, we should get off the stage now. Well, thanks.
2: Once again, you've joined us for the 2021 LBs. LBs. It has been a spectacular show. A big shack is going to carry me home. Thanks so much for joining us once again for the LBs.
0: Thank you very much, Clives. And I look forward to you making another appearance in exactly 12 months' time. Um, but until then, uh, we're going to be... Uh, away next week so no, no new episode next week but we will be back the following week so you've only got one week without us before we're back into the, the weekly grind throughout January and February heading towards the start of the new year uh, we've got plenty going on outside of uh, what uh, outside of these podcasts as well even without racing going on we're in the discord server that is in the link uh, the, the link is in the description to this we're doing quizzes, we're just chatting F1 doing everything you could possibly want in the discord so um get involved in that but until our next episode in the new year see you in 2022 Some of you want getting us out of here
2: folks ben's already saying it twitter at L breaking discord in the link if you have loved the podcast if you've been a big supporter all year long and you know what you sat there at the end of the year your grand sent you a little 20 quid in the post so you go I don't want to spend that on we do have a Patreon link and everyone that does support the Patreon you know thank you it is massive and we are so grateful for that support and if you'd like to support us further we're always trying to improve that to grow it and to add more things to it and do more stuff with our Patreon fans as well it is a a huge thanks from us Um, we will be back in the new you have said it already but have a lovely holiday whether you you celebrate Christmas or not have a lovely holiday I hope you get to spend with the family I hope you're safe um, and I hope you have a lovely New Year's and best wishes to you guys, 2022 we will be back in the first week of the New Year all the way through the winter break and into the new season for more and more content do join us for it in the meantime I've been Samuel Sage.
0: I've been Ben Hawking and I've been Harry Eats and remember keep breaking late
2: back in your cage Clive